we are not building for ourselves. We are building for them. And one thing I love about my job is I have the unique opportunity to meet users every single day. And so I get to see the amazing ways that they're using Notion and it really does ground us as a company. Social pros listeners, we are so excited about today's guest. Um, I think you all will be too. We, Daniel and I talk a lot about this platform that we're going to talk about today, Notion. So hopefully some of you are familiar, but um, our guest today really gave us kind of a deep dive into how they're looking at influencers and social and community. And um, I thought it was just a great conversation about the importance of community in what we all do as social pros. Completely. And at some point, I think I, I use the word, you know, a phrase like you make it seem effortless, uh, just all of this. But in truth, I, I think, you know, Notion is such a good example of uh, an organization that just does social right. And it's because it's all about community. So super, super excited for this conversation. It was awesome. Lexi's amazing. Of course, we're talking about Lexi Barnhorn, head of influencer marketing at Notion. And without further ado, let's get into this week's episode. So Alexi Barnhorn, thanks for being here on Social Pros. We are so excited to have you part of the show and part of the community and to talk all things Notion and all of the things that are up at Notion. But we'll get into that. First things first, welcome to the show. Thank you. I'm happy to be here. Definitely, definitely. I think there may be like 1% of our Social Pros community who don't use Notion or know what Notion is. So I guess let's just uh, start with that basic question. What, you know, what is Notion uh, at at a high level? Yeah. Um, and we were, it's funny, we were just chatting about this before we hit record, but I mean, Notion is, it's something, it's different for everyone. And I think that's what makes it so great. But like internally, we nail it down to the fact that Notion is a connected workspace. So it's where you can create your docs, take notes, manage tasks, and organize your life's work all in one place. Um, we, we have a lot of people refer to it as their second brain. And so a lot of docs out there, we call them like disconnected docs, where Notion, everything is connected and um, in one place. And of course, there are a lot of use cases for Notion. It's used in nonprofit. It's used in education. Mm -hmm. Of course, it's used in, in tech and corporate. So there's like, I think we were kind of joking about it before. It is a little bit different for everyone, and it has a little mm -hmm. bit of a different meaning for everyone, which is, in fact, one of the most beautiful things about it. And probably also one of the most challenging things from sort of the community side is fostering that and, and kind of cultivating that mm -hmm. that sense of meaning to people because it does it is almost a personal thing. Mm -hmm. um, your your role at Notion are you're on the, the more on the influencer side, right? Correct. Yes. Yeah. So you are in the weeds of trying to mm -hmm. you know find those threads and those those interesting stories and and use cases uh what are some of the the things you are kind of engaged in in the on the influencer side of notion yeah yeah and i can walk you through kind of like a brief like overview of what i do at notion and then kind of what it looks like in practice um but i lead all of our influencer marketing efforts here and the reason I joined is because Notion has seen a lot of success across YouTube, TikTok. Um, in 2020, there was this huge Forbes article that went live where Notion went viral on TikTok and it actually like skyrocketed the growth of the company. And so because they were seeing so much success with influencers, 
it was when they're like, okay, we need to dedicate a team and a person like full time to this in-house to really be able to grow the program. Cause a lot of it had been very organic to date. And so I joined and my role stretches across so many different functions. Um, on the marketing side at Notion, we have product marketing, we have social, we have influencer brand comms, and we're always doing different launches. And so influencers is always a hot topic where people are like, can we bring influencers into this launch, into that launch? And so we really use influencers to bring their own brand voice to like what we're putting out there. Cause my thing is, you know, a brand can tell you it's messaging or it's launches, you know, from itself as much as they want to, but until you hear it from someone who, you know, you trust and find credible, it's like kind of when the light bulb moment comes up. And so my goal is to use influencers to kind of spread our messaging, but in their own voice, um, across, you know, every platform I can, every country I can, it is a global program. And so a lot of my role is just, you know, fostering relationships, you know, getting people on different betas, having them talk about new feature launches or new product launches, um, but doing it in like a storytelling vertical. So it's a lot of fun. I've met a lot of really interesting people. And I will say there's a lot of uh, influencers out there who know the product a lot more than I do. And I, I work at Notion. So it's always kind of funny because I'm like, I have no clue how you just spun that up. Um, so it's a lot of fun to be able to have that perspective of always talking to external users. I love the the thinking of, you know, letting them do it in their own authentic voice, I think. Mm -hmm. Depending on who you ask, every person who uses Notion would tell you they use it for like a different thing. Mm -hmm. And so I think it's a really, I think that's a challenge probably that you have to overcome, but also a huge opportunity. Yes. Um, how do you sort of take some of those like unconventional uses of Notion and bring them to light for people so that maybe people who didn't mm -hmm. think Notion was for them could see themselves using it? Yeah, no, that's a great question and something we're always thinking of. Um, and especially from the influencer perspective, you know, with the rise of TikTok, there's definitely no shortage of influencers out there. Um, and what I've loved with the new platforms, if we we have so many niche communities now, like there are crazy niche communities across the internet and people have really kind of found their people and, you know, who they can relate to. And so we have so many different use cases, but I try to really not limit like us with who we work with. Um, it would be very easy for me to only partner with productivity influencers. But at the end of the day, that's just one segment, right? And like, when you think about companies like Apple and compute, like Apple and Google, it's like, it's on everyone's computer. Like, you know, a lot of people have an Apple product. Google is the top search engine. And so everyone's using those products and they're not limiting themselves to like, you know, niche, like to only one type of influencer or one type of individual. And so I really try not to limit us and I'm glad we do that because that's where we really see the magic of these communities. Um, my coworker on my team, Danielle, she partnered with this influencer. I love talking about it because it was just, it blew us away, but it was a Dungeon and Dragons influencer. Um, and so I was kind of like, sure, like, let's see if it works. Um, Cause I'm a big test and learn type of strategy person. And so we partnered with this Dungeon and Dragons influencer and their notion workspace just blew me away. I was like, I have no clue how you even put this together. And we ended up working with them and they just did so well because their community is so engaged with what they're building. And that's why I love templates as well. This person had a template that they were able to like give their followers access to. And so 
we were amazed by the performance. And I try really not to limit us to any sort of niche community because I want us to be very broad um, and it and it works. Yeah. And I think it's so interesting. Like sometimes that's a perfect example of how influencers can sort of infiltrate spaces that mm-hmm. we maybe didn't ever think we'd be in because you going into a Dungeons and Dragons community probably I don't know, maybe you play, but I don't probably isn't <laughs> probably isn't as authentic as, you know, how the influencers get in there. Exactly. Um, do you have a strategy or do you think a lot about how you use influencers to reach new communities? Is that something that's top of mind? It's definitely top of mind. Um, we, we have an overarching strategy, but I try not to like limit us to like a set strategy because in influencer marketing, the space is changing constantly. And even when I was hiring for like a large team at my last company, the one thing I hired for is someone's openness for change, um, because it really is constantly moving. And so our overarching strategy is like, it's very simple. It's like, I want notion to be on every single computer across the world, you know? And so it's like, how do we do that? Okay. But then, you know, you have to look at your company's KPIs of the year. So this past year, Notion's been really focused on like the B2B side. And so because of that, you know, we still have our personal users, like niche influencers going live across like students and productivity um, and other verticals. But then with the B2B side, it's been like, okay, I've never done B2B influencers. Let's see what we can do here. And we've started tapping into like LinkedIn influencers. Um, And a lot of the strategy is like, okay, if we have a B2B tech buyer, who are they following? You know, that's like what I'm always thinking is like, if I'm trying to target this one audience segment, who is that person following in their free time? Because it's in their free time where you can really like infiltrate their thinking. And when they're not actually thinking about work, because if they see Notion on their TikTok timeline, they're like, oh, I remember hearing about this at work. Okay, now like I'm starting to get it. I'm seeing this in my free time. And like, now I'm actually thinking about bringing it to my business. So that was our strategy for B2B and it ended up working out pretty well because it's like we're not, you know, infiltrating people at work. We're trying to infiltrate them in their free time. And so it's been interesting. It's been an interesting, fun new vertical. Um, but I try not to limit us too closely to a strategy because I want us to really go broad. And there are like so many off book sort of use cases for Notion. A lot of it probably mm-hmm. driven by some of these really passionate communities like Dungeons and Dragons. I think that's mm-hmm. amazing. Uh, and somehow it doesn't shock me because they're such an organized and very methodical community. So, mm-hmm. uh, you know, how do you kind of balance looking for some of those special stories, which kind of draw for some of those use cases with, you know, the need to, to really talk about the product in the, in the end and help mm-hmm kind of guide people through how to use it in some of those use cases, which feels mm-hmm. a little bit more like product marketing than, you know, social, but uh, there is some overlap there. How do you kind of think about that? Yeah. Yeah. And I do appreciate the fact that like the product marketing team does sit on the same org as me within Notion. And so that definitely helps a lot because we're always cued in to, you know, the new feature launches and like the new messaging plays that they're trying to do. Um, And so I'm always in those meetings hearing about, you know, everything it is that they're trying to target and how I think about influencers and how I think about like, okay, how can we, you know, get these talking points we need to get out there, but in a way that feels authentic and organic. And so I'm a big believer in an evergreen strategy. And I think of it as like a conveyor belt. So it's like you have your evergreen strategy of like your core talking points, right? And you have influencers that are always on. They're always going live. You have great relationships with them. You're constantly repartnering with them. And so that's like the conveyor belt of all these influencers coming down like the line. And then it's like you get, I get like a message from product marketing like, hey, 
we're going to be launching Notion AI. Like we need influencers to talk about it, but we need them to talk about it in this very specific way. And then I'm like, well, I don't want them to feel like they're reading a script. And so I think of like these little product launches as like little drips. So it's like on the conveyor belt, there's little things coming down. Like we're guiding them in a way where it's like, okay, I want you to talk about Notion AI and mention like this thing, but you know, that may only take up five seconds of the video. So the rest of the two minutes we have you allocated for, like just talk about, you know, how you actually use the product because on the brand side, if someone wants to learn more, like they can always go to our socials and they can always go to our YouTube and like our education courses. But from the influencer's perspective, I look at it as like, that's the moment where we can actually relate to people. Like, I don't know if someone comes to like our education video and is like, oh my gosh, I can so relate to this like niche use case at a workplace where it's like, oh, okay, I'm watching this um, you know, med student influencer who like is using this insane like study method. And now I can actually see myself using this product and, oh, they have a template. So I can easily just get this in my workspace and kind of fit it to my unique individual needs. And so it's a lot of like kind of tweaking, you know, messaging, like getting on the phone with influencers, understanding how they plan on talking about it, how we can kind of like, you know, make sure we're working in the right talking points so that I'm still meeting our business goals and our KPIs at the end of the day. But Every job I've ever had, I'm like, if you look at influencers as actors and you're like, you want to give them a script, hire an actor because it will be a lot cheaper than partnering with influencers. And so influencers are where you give them a general overview and then they kind of take that and are able to like really fit it into their own brand voice. And that's to me like where a lot of the magic is with influencer marketing because people are like, oh, I can actually see myself in this person's shoes with this exact niche use case that I'm very interested in versus like not being able to find that on like any of our socials or any of our resources. I think it's so, and I have honestly loved the, the evolution of influencers in B2B marketing over the last year or so. And I think a lot of this is driven by just a willingness to to confront like there's act that it's community we're you know community first we're audience first and that's all we really have at this at the end of it right because only so many people want to follow notion on social or mm -hmm. any brand on social but the, you know some of those use cases and the people who are responsible for them are super interesting i just saw one from adobe uh on their their uh photoshop ai i've seen mm -hmm. it all over my tiktok but there was this great one like i'm soft launching a boyfriend in my life and my my boyfriend you know i seeing him on social with his new girlfriend too quickly. So I'm soft launching a boyfriend using, <laughs> using the Photoshop AI. And it's just like it's such an inventive way of talking about their products. So I, I love seeing that level of, of not just the ingenuity. That's really the mm -hmm. influencer that's responsible for it. It's the brand saying, we're good with that. That's, that's what we really are here you know, to do. And uh, mm -hmm. it's, it's fun to see. If people do follow Notion on social and that I suggest people do because your content is super, super good. Mm -hmm. They will know that you are actually an influencer on your, <laughs> in your own right for Notion. You, you feature in a lot of Notion content yeah. on social. Yeah. Uh, and what is, what is that like? So you're not just responsible for the influencers, but you also always kind of thinking through like, yeah, how do I think through this for, for Notion in a way I can bring to life? Yes. No, I, I, it's funny. Like I never knew I would be stopped in the street by being on my company's TikTok, but that is the case. Um, and so how it actually happened is when I joined Notion, they didn't have a TikTok. Um, and so my first question, even in my interview process was like, 
why does Notion have not have a TikTok? Like you, you all have like millions of views on hashtag Notion. Like you need to be a part of that conversation. And at the time, you know, the company was still very small and, you know, the focuses were on different things. But, you know, the first thing I did when I joined was I was like, I'm spinning, I'm helping spin up TikTok because I'm a big believer in TikTok and its power. And I think especially if your brand is already, you know, has such a big presence, like it's only going to benefit you by being able to join the conversation. Um, and so honestly, how it happened is I joined Notion and I was like, well, if no one else is going to do it, I'll do it myself. Like I'll start, you know, starring in content. I think we all kind of learn from like Duolingo and like other brand strategy that you really don't need to think too hard when you're posting content anymore, especially with TikTok, given how just fast the algorithm is. So I started just, you know, making videos and working with our social media lead, Alex. And really, we're just like, okay, why do why would people come to the Notion TikTok? Like, why do we think? And it's like, we think people would come to get inspired. We think they would come to try and understand how to use Notion. We also think it could be a good recruiting play internally where, you know, you're seeing employees. It looks like a fun place to work. Um, and so we just wanted to show around the office and how how we work. So it really started like that. And, you know, at first people were kind of camera shy. So I had to be in a lot of the videos. Um, and then it's nice because working in influencer marketing, all I do every day is consume content. And it's a benefit to any company I work with that I'm obsessed with TikTok. And in my free time, that is what I'm doing. So I'm able to like at midnight bookmark an idea and be like, okay, I'll get back to this tomorrow when I'm in the office and make this video really quickly. So that's how a lot of our TikTok strategy came to life. And I'm not camera shy, so I'm always down to be on camera. And if someone else doesn't want to do it, it's like, okay, fine, I'll do it. And we've seen a lot of success just by, you know, putting things out there, not thinking too hard about it. A lot of our best ideas on the Notion TikTok were ideas we came up with in five minutes. I think our most viewed video is actually me falling on a beanbag chair. And it's, I forget the the concept, but it was like when you spent like all night, like re, reworking your Notion or something and people found it relatable and it got like 1.8 million views. Um, and it took us five seconds to make that video, if that, and we just put it out. So we don't think too hard about it. Um, and, you know, social used to be something that had to be very, very polished. And on some platforms, that's still the case. But I do appreciate TikTok because I feel like it's humanized a lot of brands for us. And that's kind of our approach um, as well. Yeah, I think it's so interesting the way that we've kind of like seen this it was like very polished and then it was very real. And then we kind of got back to him in between. And now we're back to sort of this like very authentic and engaging content. But I do think something that Notion does very well is it doesn't really matter where you see Notion's content. You kind of just know that it's Notion. It has the same vibe. Like you just get the feeling, right? Mm -hmm. And I think that is something that a lot of brands aspire to build when they're building content across multiple platforms with different purposes. Mm -hmm. Tell me a little bit about how you kind of maintain that continuity, even though you have content in all kinds of different places? Yeah, no, that's a great question. And it's funny because very relevant, like a week ago, one of my coworkers got like this, you know, like when people will come to your door and put like little signs for like promotions on it. And it was like for some wash, like in like laundry service. And it's in our font, in our color. Um, and it looked like Notion. And we did a huge out of home buy in San Francisco. So my coworker was dying. He was like, I literally was so confused. I thought we just did like a, like a random like guerrilla marketing campaign because this was on my door because it looks so much like Notion's brand play. And so 
brand voice and brand look and feel is something we're definitely thinking of. And it's, it's always a challenge on like the influencer marketing side too, because you have to strike a balance of the influencer's brand versus our brand. But one thing I do appreciate about digital tech products is no matter what, they're going to be showing our product and they're going to be showing their notion. And because our product is already so aesthetic and like people love sharing their setups, it almost creates like a FOMO effect where then everyone wants to share their setups. But because it's all in notion, it all kind of is cohesive and looks the same. It's just in different pieces. And so we call notion the building blocks. So each, you know, line is a block. And so those are your building blocks to like making your document. And I think that plays into a lot of like the look and feel and how it is so cohesive with all of the content we put out because, you know, you can spot notion right away. Like it does not look like a Google doc. It does not look like an Apple note. It looks like notion. And so we do have that benefit where we're able to have our product in almost all of our videos. Cause that's what people are showcasing. And then one thing I will say about notion is our founder, one of our founders, Ivan, he is a designer and he is very particular and like about our designs. And he always wants us to like stay as like, we are a design first company. That's why people love this product. They love opening notion and feeling delight. And that plays through in our entire brand strategy and our entire like, you know, website strategy. So it really is across all channels that we try and maintain the same look and feel. And Ivan, you know, the company's gotten very large, but he is still on all of those key meetings of any time we're designing or putting something out. Like he definitely wants to have a say because he has this vision. Um, and so we've been able to maintain that over years, which I think is, is a hard thing to do. Um, but thankfully people love the product, which helps and they love to showcase it. I mean, people do love the product and it, it, I think it just draws from the, the love of like cleanliness and tidiness and, you know, that there is that for, for me with it. I think, mm -hmm. uh, it, it evokes that sort of like, I love a tidy workspace. I, I keep a tidy home and I think mm -hmm. it's the same thing. You know, it's, it's, it, it touches that part of you. It's like, everything's okay with the world. As long as my notion site, my workspace is like yep. clean and well done. You feel exactly. ready to conquer it, uh, which is awesome. Yeah. I guess, mm -hmm. you know, what are some of the things you've probably learned so much about the, very the diaspora of notion community there's like so many different little segments of, of notion community what are some mm -hmm. of the important things you, you've kind of learned like the universal truths that that sort of come through in a lot of influencer content or even your mm -hmm. own that you, you you try to weave in yeah i think with communities um i mean they all use notion in different ways and so from the first time, you know, we started and like rebuilt the company and relaunched it in 2018, community is always something that we have put first. We are a very community-led company and we're also a very user-led company. One thing I love when I first joined Notion is I remember walking into the office and there's like these weird Sesame Street characters everywhere. And I'm just like, all right. Is this a kindergarten class or is this my office? No, but it's because we use those little um, stuffed animals to always remember the customer. Like they're the customer. They're in different meeting rooms. They're on the couches. Like we are not building for ourselves. We are building for them. And one thing I love about my job is I have the unique opportunity to meet users every single day, either in real life or on the phone. And so I get to see the amazing ways that they're using Notion. And it really does ground us as a company with like, we are building for them. We are not building for ourselves. And it creates a human aspect as well. Like our community, we have a, a community of ambassadors. I forget how many we're up to, but definitely in the hundreds. Um, and we take their like feedback very seriously. Like we have an all feedback product 
channel in Slack and constantly we're putting feedback from our users, from our influencers, from our community, like from the people that are actually in the product every day versus us who like we're in the product, but we're working in the product and we're working on the product. So we don't really see those like little things that maybe they do. So we put them first in a way that like I've never seen a company do. It's, it's, it's a huge part of our strategy. We actually hire a lot of our ambassadors as consultants and contractors to help us with a lot of our marketing strategies. Cause we're like, they know the product better than us. Like they're the ones in it and they're the ones that love it. And so that to me is like how we're able to like really cater towards these communities, um, understanding how they're using the product and being able to also just put them forward versus like our own opinions and egos. We always just want to be building for the customers um, and there's even been features we've launched where they just did not like it. So we've, we've had to roll it back, but I think that also creates like a human aspect of your product. Like we don't know everything we're still building and we want you to build with us. Um, and that's really how we are with our community approach and our community is great. I've met a lot of them in person. There was just a huge summit in Berlin where our community team was there and they were doing hackathons in Notion just to like understand like what we should be changing about the product and what we should be like building and doing more of. And so I don't know any other company that does that, that I know of. Um, and so that makes Notion really unique. And I think that's why people love using the product because they know if they give feedback that we're actually going to potentially act on it. That's amazing. And it's a tough, that is not an easy road to walk, uh, but they, you know, they see it and that the word kind of gets around and it just becomes uh, not an expectation, but a, just a lived experience. Like, Obviously, these people are paying attention and they when they mm -hmm. see stuff, they act on it whenever they can. Um, mm -hmm. Do you ever do you ever kind of talk more more? I would say openly, but more specifically about like we listen to our our community. We we draw. We like your ideas. Let us know in comments. Do you kind of try to draw people in or mm -hmm. does it just happen organically? We actually draw them in. Um, I think it happens organically as well. We have a Slack channel with all of our community members and actually like our entire product marketing team is in that channel. So they're giving the community access to beta features before anyone else in the product has them. And we're asking them for like real and raw feedback so that before we launch that feature, we know it's been tested by real users and real users who really know the product. Um, so we're constantly asking for feedback. And even on like Twitter, like we have people who respond to like maybe things we put out and we're like, I mean, it's fast. Like our, like our community and our social and our customer success team, like they work overtime. Like they're the heroes at Notion because the amount of feedback that they're always getting and the way that they're able to communicate it internally so that it's actually actionable for the team is amazing. And I think it's why our product has done so well and is, you know, is such a great product because we really do listen to these people. Um, and so we seek it out and, you know, we welcome it, which I think is very unique and rare for a tech company. Yeah, I think that's like such a special attribute for sure, especially for something like Notion where the community really does drive, you know, mm -hmm. the uses of the platform and um, especially some of the more unique ones. Are you mining for influencers within the community as well? Like, are you looking for those special people who are mm -hmm. already kind of have the ear of your audience and, and then elevating them? 
Yeah. I mean, there's definitely no shortage of people who want to work with us, which does make my job a little easier because the amount of inbound we get every single day, like I'm able to like really, you know, look at that and be like, okay, you know, I can work with this person, you know, maybe the teams at bandwidth, I can't work with this person right now, but maybe I can push them to the affiliate program so that they're still able to make money while, you know, talking about notion. And so, you know, it's influencer sourcing is always a funny topic because everyone kind of does it differently. And there's so many tools out there as well that have like discovery features and you can like filter and search different things to find influencers that you're potentially looking for, for like some sort of campaign, which I think those are helpful. Um, especially like we're a global company. So there's times where like I'm launching notion AI in Japan and like I'm not in Japan, so I don't really know the, who the big Japanese influencers are. And we're a very lean team. So I have to, you know, rely on these platforms to be able to like search and find these new influencers. But it's really nice because the company is big enough now where like a lot of people have suggestions where they're like, hey, I just saw like this influencer that I follow talking about Notion. Like, have we partnered with them? And I'm like, oh, no, but this is a great story. We should definitely amplify this and we should partner with them. So I'm constantly getting, you know, recommendations from people within the company. I'm always seeing, you know, different people talking about it on my For You page. So I'm always bookmarking different creators with really cool stories where I'm like, okay, I'm going to reach out to them tomorrow because I want to like learn more about how they're using Notion and figure out how we can further amplify their usage. So it's it's definitely a mix. Um, you know, we do discovery, we get a lot of inbound, we're getting recommendations. Uh, I have a lot of people on my team who are very in tune with like pop culture. So they're always kind of understanding and knowing like who is going live and talking about notion. There was actually a time where, um, Emma Chamberlain mentioned notion on her podcast and how she uses it. And I had no clue cause I don't listen to her podcast. I love her though. But like the day of, like I had three people within the company message me and be like, Emma Chamberlain just mentioned notion. So there's a lot of that, which is super helpful. Um, and then sometimes, you know, it's, it's a game of like, I think this person would be perfect for notion. I don't know if they use notion. So there's like, I have to do like a cold outreach and if they don't use Notion, you know, it's a lot of like product education, hopping on a call, giving them a demo, seeing what I can do to potentially get them on Notion. I have gotten a lot of influencers on Notion off of our competitors, which I'm super proud of. Um, and it wasn't intentional. I just think they would really benefit from Notion. Uh, so it's a lot of it's a mix. Um, and I try not to like focus on the sourcing part too heavily because I don't want it to be so scientific where we miss out on like really great opportunities. Yeah, I mean, it, you make it you make it sound effortless. And I know that that isn't the case, but it, it does, it does, it is very clear. It kind of follows a pretty organic feeling because it feels mm -hmm. super authentic. Your content feels super authentic. You are Notion, speaking of your socials, you are Notion HQ everywhere, right? Instagram, mm -hmm. TikTok. So please, mm -hmm. uh, if you're, if you're listening, you don't follow them, please do. It's, it's a, just like such a great model for how B2B it's not even fair to call it B2B, just how marketing comes to life on social mm -hmm, period mm -hmm. uh, with the community lens. So mm -hmm. definitely go follow Notion uh, HQ on all the socials. Any particular channel, your favorite? I mean, mine's TikTok, of course. Um, but our, our, our Twitter is very helpful because we're always pushing out new features. And like the first channel to push them out to our community is on Twitter. So there's a lot of times even where I'm like, 
what, what is this thing in my notion app now? And then I'll go to our Twitter and be like, Oh, okay. Now I know. Cause thankfully Alex was able to push this out, uh, the day that it launched and maybe it's been live for two weeks and I just noticed it, but at least I know I can always go back to Twitter to see all the product updates we've made. Um, but I do love our TikTok, and again, we're, we're super open to feedback. So we would love to know just from the community, like what sort of content you would want to see more. Um, cause we're always, you know, reshaping our strategies. So, uh, but yeah, follow us. It's we're, we're a fun, fun company to follow. And then I do follow a lot of our hashtags. We have like hashtag notion, hashtag notion app, hashtag notion tour on TikTok, So you can see content from not us, but from our community, um, to hopefully inspire you. That's awesome. It is, uh, it is a delight. It is delightful content to, to see. And it's been so nice kind of seeing behind the scenes, how it comes to life and getting to know the the face and the voice that appears in so much of it. Oh, uh, Lexi, you. we can't let you go before we, of course, ask you the final two questions we ask all guests mm-hmm. on the show. So I've got the first question for you, if you're ready. I'm ready. Let's do it. Alrighty. Uh, first question, if you could give a piece of advice to anyone crazy enough to want to be a social pro like you or us, what would it be? Yes. And I think this is something that I wish someone would have given me. So I'm happy to share the wealth. Um, but I think my first piece of advice is don't try too hard to chase perfection because of how like fast social moves, like when you chase perfection, I feel you fall behind and, you know, you want to be the brand that's in the moment and almost ahead of the trends. And so the best social campaigns that I've seen are the ones where the social pro is fast to react and put something out like in the right moment, almost immediately. And, you know, there's times where people will spend weeks on a piece of content and expecting it to go viral. And then of course, you know, it might not just because the algorithm is having an off day. And so my whole thing is like, try too hard, like don't try too hard to chase perfection. Um, and then another piece of advice that kind of ties into that as well is be real, you know, like we're all humans, like the people, you know, taking in this content on the other side are humans just as much as you are. So don't feel you have to always be polished and feel like you have to be, you know, this hierarchy putting out content. It's like, just be real. Like what sort of content would you want to like, you know, see on the other side that you could actually relate to? Like those companies that do that are the ones that I look up to. Um, there's a company called the browser company and they have a, a browser called arc and their social content to me is like, gold standard because it's all human led, human first, and they're just real. Like they literally record their board meetings and put it on YouTube because they want everyone to feel as if they're building the product with them. And they don't chase perfection. They're like, we just want to put this out because we know our users will benefit from this. The feature is not that great. And like the social content, like strategy, you know, maybe it's not all the way finished, but they need to get it out because they want to give people, you know, things that they can benefit from. So I really look up to them for a lot of their social content. And they're one of the reasons where it's like, okay, don't try too hard to chase perfection because some of the best content is some of the content you made maybe overnight. Um, and it's not as polished, but all of your users are, you know, along the ride with you. I love that advice. And I think sometimes we miss the opportunity because we're thinking too hard. So I think that's great advice for social pros. Mm -hmm. Um, The second question, I'm excited to hear your answer, is if you could have a video call with any living person, who would it be? Okay, this is probably going to be, you know, it's very much in the moment, but I have been a fan forever. I've been a Swifty. So we're just going to we're going to preface it with that. Taylor Swift 
her strategy is unmatched. Like people can knock on her, but like when it comes to how she's able to connect with her fans and her Easter eggs and like the way that she's able to just like ingrain things in a way that like no other artist does, I think is genius. I think every company should actually like look to her for a social strategy because it's next level and it keeps people guessing and it creates like a FOMO, like everyone wants to be a part of it. And so if I could meet, sit down with anyone, it would be her, but also her team. Like I want to know her team, like whatever they're doing in the background, they're absolutely killing it. She just had uh, a new album launch. It was 1989 Taylor's version. One of the lyric videos, there's an Easter egg where there's like in the sand, it spells rep backwards. So everyone's like, oh my gosh, reputation TV is next. And it's just like, everyone's watching these things because they know she leaves Easter eggs. There might not even be an Easter egg in that video, but they're going to watch the whole thing and look for it and analyze it and watch again. And it's just like, look at all her YouTube videos. They're all over a million views, like in the first like three hours, because everyone wants to be the first person to spot it. So the way she's able to bring people in across all social media platforms is like nothing I've ever seen. I think every brand should like take, take note of her strategy because people are very, very engaged. I'm with you. I'm glad. I'm glad. I feel like everyone's getting on board now. Like they're like, okay, like she's billionaire status now. One of the first to do it with music only. Like we should all take note. Exactly. (laughs) And it's like a masterclass in getting people to talk about you, even when there's nothing to talk about. Like, yes, it's just constant. It's It's constant. constant, And it's just like, she leaves us guessing. I mean, all day yesterday I was sitting there refreshing my Twitter, hoping to see like what her and Travis Kelsey dressed up for for Halloween. I felt like (laughs) such an idiot, but I'm like, I need to see it. Like I need to see it. I need to be one of the first to see it, to send to my group chat. So (laughs) I'm a big fan. I'm a big fan of hers. I think she's a mastermind. Um, and so she's definitely the person I would want to sit down with for sure. Well, I hope that someday you get that opportunity. And if you do, Daniel and I also would like to hear the conversation. So just yes. keep in mind. I will be blasting it for <laughs> sure if that ever does happen. But thank you so much for spending some time with us today. This was a great conversation. And I'm so thrilled that, you know, for folks who didn't know Notion going into this episode, they're going to know you now and they're going to get to see all the amazing things that you all are doing. So we just really appreciate you being here. Yeah, of course. Check us out. And the last thing I'll say is we joke about this internally, and this has to do with social media as well. Notion will know we've made it when a celebrity uses Notion for their apology Instagram posts. Cause you know how they always use the Apple notes. We'll know Notion has made it when it is Notion behind that apology note. So stay tuned. (laughs) We can't wait for that day. Yes. (laughs) Um, And Social Pros listeners, thank you for once again being with us on what we hope is your favorite podcast in the whole wide world, Social Pros. 